Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Hi, everybody. I'm Ross the Boss, and I'm here with the Hustler. Hustler, say hello. What up, everybody? Let's get this fantasy football cracking. We're... Second game preseason. I'm excited. You're excited. Everyone's excited. It's going to be great. A great, great, great season. I'm I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm happy we're here. We're going to talk about top rookies today. We're going to talk about waiver wire before the season starts, what you should do, what you should not do. And we'll also do some NFL notes and in, in, uh, in, in headlines that are going on in the past week. So we'll start with the headlines in the NFL. The first thing I want to talk about, I went to Vegas last year. I go every year to Vegas, so I'll see you there. But I always make my profits. Last time I was there, I made a big bet on Baltimore winning their preseason game. They were underdogs. They won because they've won 22 preseason games in a row. Yeah. What's your thoughts? I mean, I guess if you're in Vegas, can you bet? Can you bet like without the money? Can you just bet money line on them to win every game? I mean, what's the deal? Yeah, you can bet money line. You can bet against the spread. And I just don't bet on any preseason games. But if there was anybody to bet for, I mean, it'd be the Ravens. Like, they Hustler. haven't lost the preseason game in a long-ass time. Hustler, they don't want to lose any preseason. Harbaugh does not want to lose any preseason games. Uh, he's he's there to win it. He's there to win every game he can in preseason. Um, I guess it's just part of his motivation, like his brother. Uh, but long story short, you Next time they play, make a trip to the casino, put some money on the money line, screw the spread, and, and yeah. make, a, make, a, make some money seeing my dinner that night, you know? Yeah, they. I mean, they play this week, so, uh, yeah. I mean, seems Hustlers like a smart there. So, let's talk preseason football. Let's talk what we've seen. The Bills' offense looked awesome. I mean, six the six first drives they scored every time. Singletary looks great. Cook looks good. Of course, Josh Allen, we don't have to talk about. He's great. I mean, their team, the Bills are rocking. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the favorites to uh, to go to the Super Bowl right now. So, I mean, do you think they're a high-powered offense? Do you think they can, like, during they the regular season, they'll be pulling this off? Yeah, for sure they're a high-powered offense. I mean, you got Josh Allen over there. You got a good run game. You got Gabe Davis and uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Bills are the real deal. They, they made uh, steps to improve their defense. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. So big news fantasy-wise, the Washington – I'm not going to say the R word. I'm not saying the R word. I'm not doing it. The Washington Commanders. Uh, see how I corrected myself? So quick. I just call uh, them Washington. I don't even like calling them the Commanders. I, I don't either. And you know what? When I talk about like the past, like when they win when the Super Bowl and that stuff, I always say the Redskins. So there you go. Uh so basically, 
big running back controversy. Antonio Gibson, as you know, he was the, he was out there for the first play of the game, which wasn't a running play. It was the kickoff. He's returning kicks. When they drafted him, he was a wide receiver. I remember this. They made him to a running back, and some fumbling problems happened in the past year with him. And this this rookie Brian Robinson from Alabama supposedly right now is going to be the the starting running back. What are your thoughts? I don't buy into that. Like, I mean, if Washington, I mean, if he was already really the starting running back, they could change their depth chart, you know, on their site and all that. Like, they're not doing that. If anything else, this is to showcase the rookie a little bit more. Um, Washington, I swear that they were like 30th or 31st in uh, like kickoff, um, like return yards last year. And so like, that was just one of their real weak points. And yeah, I just, I really feel it's going to be like a three headed monster, but if, uh, if Antonio Gibson's actually like returning kicks and still in the mix and uh, they throw it a lot on first down. And uh, so if, even if like you say, like Robinson's going to be like the third, uh, the third down guy, I mean, doesn't matter. Antonio Gibson, he's still going to get the work um, as far as like he got hurt last year in, in week one, but he was still viable for fantasy, even though he probably let some people down who overpaid for him. But I'm not buying all the hype on Robinson coming in and being the guy right away. I agree with you. I especially don't want to disagree. I was waiting for you to take Robert's side. Um, Gibson is a guy that catches passes. I mean, he'll be out there a lot for the passing game. Wentz will throw to him like crazy. I think Robinson will get some. He'll he'll get some handoffs. Trust me. But I I, I Gibson will still get the PPR leagues. He'll still get a ton of points. I mean, I I think he's going to do great. Um, you know, I think he dropped a little bit in fantasy in ADR. I would, I would imagine, but, um, but I, but basically, I think it's not a huge deal. So people are, are, are really like bringing Robinson up in their draft. He's like going in the fifth and sixth round now, which is, which is insane. Yeah. So I agree with you as much as I want to disagree. Big news in Las Vegas, where you're from, uh, little running back move, move people moving around. Uh, why did you tell us what's going on there with Kenyon Drake, how they're going to give him the old heave ho. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's fitting. I mean, they got Zamir white, you bring Abdullah over there and he looked pretty solid, you know, in the preseason and yeah, Kenyon Drake's old news. I mean, they overpaid him. It was the, uh, the old regime it was Chucky's regime, you know, that paid him the two years, 14 mil and like 11 mil was guaranteed or whatever the hell it was. But uh, yeah, out with the old, in with the new. It's going to be Jacobs and Zamir White with a little bit of Abdullah sprinkled in. I, you know, I I think Drake will get go land someplace else. I think he stole some fantasy value. That's why we're here to tell our fantasy fans, you know, still draft Drake. I think he'll be worth something. Um, don't draft him early. I mean, draft him in the last round or second to last round. But I think Drake will go somewhere where he does get some playing time, and you'll you'll see him out there. Um, especially when these running backs start getting hurt. Um, he'll be ready to roll. Um, Chase Edmonds looks like the number one back in Miami. Uh, what's your thought on Chase in, in the fantasy world? I'm kind of just avoiding those guys because Chase has never really been like that good of a number one RB like on his own team. Like he's always been a little bit better when he's been used in the past game and things like that. And uh, we're hearing that Raheem Mostert might be the guy who is, uh, you know, um, getting some of the carry as well. I'm not really sure what to make of the Miami Dolphins backfield, so I'm just kind of avoiding it more. I mean, often he Moster, I think his legs made out of paper mache. I mean, I, I mean, this guy gets hurt every year, 
um, every year. I mean, he's a, he's a great when he's healthy. He's great. I mean, I, I top ten back when he if he's hundred percent. That guy can run. He's fast. He can he can knock people over. He's a great back, but he can't stay healthy. This guy, um, Christian Kirk, made his first appearance for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which actually I have behind me, and uh, he uh, had eight targets, which in like a quarter, like a quarter and a half, he played. And I mean, is this something we'll see during the during the regular season with you know with him and Lawrence what's going to happen what, how much value does that matter in preseason seeing him get that much work in the preseason game well I mean we already know that Christian Kirk's going to be their number one or two over there so I mean it's good to see it in preseason because we've really just never seen it before but uh yeah Christian Kirk's going to be he's going to be one of those guys that you can get in like 14th 15th round you might even go undrafted in a lot of these leagues unless you're in deeper leagues and uh, you're going to be able to get him super late, and I think he's going to put some. Uh, he's going to return on the value. So Josh Palmer for the Chargers, 75 yards, a touchdown. Had a concussion, had to come out early, but I mean, where's his value? I mean, he's having a great preseason. You can't, you can't deny it. Where do you put Josh Palmer in your in your draft right now? I mean, he's still really low. I mean, he's a guy that you draft. You know, towards the end of the draft, he might even go undrafted. Um, I mean, it's really Mike Williams and Keenan Allen over there. Like he's going to get sprinkled in a little bit, but not enough to where he's like an every week flex. So that's why I feel like he's not even being drafted in a lot of these leagues. So I want to talk to you about the Houston Texans. I know it's a hot subject for you. Not really. I'm just being funny. Uh, Damian Pierce looks like he's their starting running back. And he looks really, I know it's preseason. I know I, you know, he's going against second string guys or third string. Who knows? I don't, I don't know who he's going against. But I mean, basically, he looks like he's ready to rock and roll. What's your thoughts on Damian Pierce? Where do you draft him? We'll talk about rookies coming up. What's your thoughts? I'm not buying into the hype that he's going to be the number one RB on the team from like week one. I, I think he's going to be more of a second half darling. I'm probably not drafting him anywhere because he keeps moving up the ranks a little bit too high for me. I'm going to let someone else draft him. They're going to get annoyed with him and they're going to drop him by like mid season. And then I'll be there to like swoop him for his <laughs> actual run towards the second half of the season. Cause they didn't pay Marlon Mack not to play. And like, even you remember, like go back to like JT when he was a rookie I mean, it took Marlon Mack getting hurt, took, uh, you know, Naheem Hines getting hurt a little bit before he was like the workhorse. It wasn't just like from week one, you know, game one, he's in there. Big news. I mean, the huge news, headlines all over. Tom Brady is back in camp, back <laughs> in camp after he told the, the Buccaneers that he was going to miss this week, last week, because of personal reasons. Rumor is he was doing the mass Singer. I don't believe he was doing the mass Singer. I mean, um, there was another rumor that it was him and his family in the Bahamas. I hope I hope he was in the Bahamas, and I wish somebody would take a picture of that. It'd be great. I, mean, I don't know why he, but he has a cell phone. Take a picture of him. He had to make some public appearances. I mean, he couldn't be hiding out anywhere, which is odd. We never saw. He's got anything. enough. He's got enough money to just you know get get one of those little islands and just rent that whole thing out himself. That's what Oprah does. You're right. I mean, Oprah does the same thing. She rents a whole island for herself. And she invites all her friends, and I'm not invited. You're not invited, and we sit here like idiots. And these people are enjoying their own island. It's unbelievable. Uh, so let's talk about Hard Knocks. As you know, I'm passionate about the show. You've been watching. What are your thoughts for the season? 
Um, I mean, I'm not really seeing much, um, you know, on hard knocks that is making me like super excited about any of the players. Amon Ross St. Brown, though, that is one that I saw at least in the in this last episode. Uh, so his dad is like a Mr. Like universe, like fucking strongman, you know, competitor and champion. And uh, him and Aquimia St. Brown, that's his brother. Um, I, I thought they were cousins, so but here and now they're they're brothers. What you learn? Dad... See what you learn watching the show. See what you learn, hustler. Oh yeah, and so uh, I mean the lineage is just dope. And his dad, I mean he's their he's their strength and conditioning coach, and those guys are fucking yoked. And I, I um, love I love watching their workout, and the dads they're like yelling at them, and it's like <laughs> crazy. I mean one thing that's cool about Amon Ra, they said after practice. Every single day he takes, he catches 202 extra balls out of that. Uh, what's, what's that machine that throws the balls out? It's like the, it's like the pitching machine. It's what well, I don't the The football throwing machine. I have no idea what the name is. Yeah. No idea uh, what it's called, but, but he 200 does, extra passes after every single practice. And tell us why it's 202. Cause it's, cause what was it? His dad did 200 or is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, he, he wanted to do, I think it was like, was it Jerry Rice or some other? Oh, ball? Jerry Rice. Yeah. Did 200. I think Jerry Rice would do two. So his dad told me you have to do two more than Jerry Rice. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this season, I've watched almost every season. Love the show. I mean, they do a great job editing. It's on tonight, every Tuesday on HBO. But they're focusing a lot on like coaches, like Deuce Staley, like yelling, you know, at Swift when he comes off the sidelines and, Dave Campbell, like a mad, I mean, madman. I mean, this guy's like a nut. I mean, he's like screaming and yelling and before practice and after practice and on the, on the, just, I mean, they're focusing a lot on these guys, Terry Glenn, um, a, a lot of these coaches who are all ex-FNL, ex-NFL players. I mean, they're doing a lot of focusing on that, not really focusing on like the players I want to watch. Um, I love when they have like the rookies, like that are 100% sure if they're going to go make the team. I like when they share the rooms with the other rookie. I like all the stuff that, you know, that you kind of like make, makes you feel like these guys really want to get the job, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I know we're going to have more of the rookie stuff. Cause it's always like week three, um, you know, week four. Cause that's when a lot of these cuts are happening. And then that's when, you know, you really start pulling out a lot of the, uh, the heartstrings, of a lot of uh, a lot of the the watchers because there's going to be someone who ends up getting cut who's like on the fringe and you know they turn the, he's a likable guy you know whatever um, I mean the only rookies we've seen so far is Aiden Hutchinson and that guy um, Rodriguez Rigo Rigo they call him Rigo yeah they call him Rodrigo Rodrigo and Aiden Hutchinson unbelievable up, Billy um, unbelievable Billy Jean uh, impression. Yeah, he I got mean, props on that one. He did I a mean, good job. I mean, that was good. And if you look at him, he's not that big. I mean, I thought he was bigger. I mean, I, I know like he's I know he's a big guy, but he's not like as thick as I thought he would be, but he must be really fast. I mean, he's oh he's super fat. Boy, he's six seven, two sixty-four. Yeah. So um, I mean, for him, the camera does not add 10 pounds, I guess, but <laughs> he's also like fucking shredded. He's shredded, and it's, he has his, his mom and his sister is very attractive, very attractive family, and the dad's an ex-ball player too. So, I mean, he should have a great NFL career. I mean, this guy's going to be. said Aiden Hutchinson's going to be a stud. Yeah, we're we're seeing it. I mean, his first uh, first series, I think he had two tackles in the first two plays. Yeah, his family went nuts, and and JJ Watt, I guess I read, is out for the year. Is that correct? Uh no, he has COVID. Oh, he has COVID. Okay. Yeah. 
So let's talk about rookies. Let me tell you my rule about rookies and running backs. It's just Ross's rules. So we're going to call Ross's rules for rookie running backs. What up, Albert? Albert. So basically, the first thing with running backs, I look at their college career and see how much receiving yards they got out of the backfield. If they don't, if they're not using a receiver that much, I'm very hesitant in drafting these guys to see that, you know, from fantasy. I'm just telling you right now. And then I look at where they're drafted in the in the draft. They're in the first round, second round, third round, sixth round. The higher up they are, the more playing time I feel they're going to get unless somebody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the last rule I have is depth chart. I look at the team that drafted them in at their depth chart. And if the depth chart has them either maybe they're one or two, that'd be great. But if they're below like three or four and they're barely making the team or they're on the team just because they're a rookie and they, they're thinking about the future, I sometimes stay away from them. But those are the stats because you're not, you don't really have anything to look at when, the, when you look at rookies because right. you're preseason, you, you don't have much to deal with. So I always deal with running backs, always look at receiving yards. I think that's a very important stat to look at. And a lot of people blow it off, but I don't. I guess that's why I win my leagues a lot. But yeah, when, it comes, any, when, when you look at running backs, is there anything that you look at when they're drafted? Is there any is there anything that you that sparks your interest with these running backs? Well, when it when it comes to rookies, um, I'm I'm usually avoiding more often than not. I mean, even a guy like Jonathan Taylor, I think I had him maybe in like one league when he was a rookie because I was able to get him so late. You know, he's like uh fourth or fifth round guy, you know, he's not a first, second or third round guy as a rookie. And uh, yeah, really. I mean, if it's a, if they're not drafted inside the top 20, I'm usually not even super excited about them. You know, like, I mean, Zeke, he's a number four, you know, um, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, you know, both those guys are drafted inside the top 20. So they were worth drafting, you know, as rookies who else Najee drafted at number 20, I believe uh, definitely worth drafting, you know, as a rookie with high draft capital. But um, you start getting to like, really, if you're, that's why I have, because first round is not all created equal. Look at like CEH, you know, going with the, uh, with the Chiefs wasn't good. Um, and even though that was, uh, you know, their first pick and they spent it on him, still wasn't good. And um, I wish I avoided him in more leagues because I got him in a couple leagues that year. So this year, Brees Hall. Um, so so Brees, Brees Hall is the number, my number one rookie prospect um what's your thought on Brees? did you draft you drafted it i mean he went to iowa state he's a big guy he's 6'1 220 not messing um, with him he's not drafted inside the top 20 so i'm not speed. gonna get him unless i can get him crazy late which uh usually never happens if i can get him as a bench player i'll grab him but that usually never happens um he's going a lot higher than that yeah i mean he's a jet too which means to me i mean the jets are going to force these guys to run the ball because they just will. They'll make Zach Wilson make mistakes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what they'll count on. So I agree with you. And their offensive line isn't that good. I mean, no. the, the Jets. So that's what I look at, too, is running backs, all their offensive line and their system. They're not good. I mean, they, they got they lost to Atlanta yesterday, I think. But um, the Jets are not a good team. So I think he's going way too high. I agree with you on that. I want to argue with you, too. I can't. Um this, this, my second rookie who I like a lot is actually, we talked about him, is Damian uh, Pierce of Houston. I feel this guy will get the ball a lot. They'll run a lot in Houston. That's their scheme. They're not going to throw a lot with Mills. Um, 
as you know, they're going to run the ball a lot. He'll get a lot of handoffs. Do you like Pierce this year, or do you think that Mac will go in there and just get a lot more handoffs? I think Pierce is going to be a second half, like Darling, um, someone who I'd be excited to get if I can get, like, second to last round, you know, third last round, you know, something like that, um, which I did in one league. Um, but still one of those things. I mean, you got to have him as a bench player. We can't expect him to do anything real early in this season. So um, it, as far as, like, the hype goes, him getting drafted in the seventh, eighth round, I've seen it. I don't want any part of it. So somebody's getting a lot of press in Pittsburgh is George Pickens. I mean, this guy, supposedly they're saying he's above Claypool now in the in the chart, which I, you know, I, I don't know if that's true, but he looked he looks great in preseason. He, I mean, this guy is the problem is he has Tabinsky will probably be the starter. But what's your what's your thoughts on George Pickens? Uh, I mean, he's just like every other rookie um, wide receiver that the Steelers get. He looks super dope. He'll get like minimal play, you know, here and there. And um, just like what Claypool did last year, he only got little spurts of stuff. He just happened to have one huge game. Or I mean, two years ago when he was a rookie, just happened to have a huge game and everyone just kind of dwells on that. But uh, all the rookies for the Steelers, I mean, they always draft good rookie uh, wide receivers, but they don't blow up until like year two, year three. Like Juju, he was one of those guys who like everyone thinks he blew up. I mean, he only had like 900 yards for the season, but he was like a second half darling. And so I can get on board with Pickens being that second half darling, but that's why I'm not going to draft him. So you're staying away. Now, Brian Robinson's getting a lot of press in Washington. Alabama mm. has great loins when it comes to his college career. Unbelievable career. He looked he helped Alabama win a national championship. Um, what's your thoughts on Brian? Are you going to, I mean, I know you're not big on rookies, but would you draft him? And if you had a chance to like late, only if I can get him super late and which uh, I did draft him and Damian Pierce, just um, I was able to get him like second to last round, third to last round. And so just went for it just because of the hype, get him on the squad, you know, but um, outside of that, I, I'm really not too excited about drafting. These guys they are going to go pretty high in some of these drafts. Like, I mean, if they're going in the eighth, ninth, 10th round, like I'm not, I'm not going to have them anywhere. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with super beats, heart choose advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support. The new super beats, heart choose advanced by human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Now, Drake London was hurt at USC in his senior year. He got hurt. Uh, in Atlanta, Atlanta's going gonna, Atlanta's gonna to throw the ball. Marietta is going to throw the ball to him. Um, you know, I think he'll be the number one receiver. I think, I mean, he's a big target. I mean, they really don't have much when it comes to receivers. They have bits mm -hmm. as the other tight end. 
in Vegas, they have this over-under for touchdowns this year at four and a half for, for London, and Pitts has the same thing. So, I mean, I think they're great prop bets to bet over. I mean, I'm just I'm looking at it right now. It's 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 like I think both those guys will go over four and a half. That, that's me because I think Marietta is going to have at least 20, 25 to 30 touchdowns, I believe. Uh, I mean, I, I think. So all that being said, do you think London's worth drafting in, as a third receiver? Is, is it is it worth it, or do you just stay away? I'm just staying away. I mean, Pitts only had one touchdown last year. I mean, we've seen years where Julio Jones couldn't even score touchdowns. So, yeah, I'm just – I'm avoiding uh, the Falcons more often than not. I really don't want any part of their offense. It was really bad <laughs> Anybody wants that offense, Tussler? I, mean, I don't know anybody that's jumping up and down for the Atlanta offense, but – Again, people love drafting Pitts. People love drafting rookies like London. You know, Pitts is the first tight end in years to have over a thousand yards. Yeah, for sure. uh, Years. I mean, we're talking about like going back to like the 60s. So it's like Pitts. Yeah. Big target. I think he'll have a big year. I like him a lot. I I drafted him in the fifth, I think fifth round in a lot of my leagues or maybe six. He goes late. I mean, it's not like a guy. It's not like Kelsey or Andrews. People wait on him. And what up, uh, Anthony said, I can't find the stream on YouTube. So I checked on Facebook. So on YouTube, if you search Ross, the boss and hustler, um, it'll, it'll pop up, but uh, yeah, well, it's on the, said. yeah, either way. Different. So somebody that's close to my heart, hustler, I went to Arizona state. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was the King there from, for four years when I was there, I was the best. Um, Rashid white of Tampa Bay. He went to ASU. He is somebody that runs hard. I don't think I don't think the running back for Tampa Bay, Farinette, with uh, um, how do you say it, Farnett, yeah, is going to be healthy the whole year. I mean, this guy gets hurt every year. White is a guy that can run hard, catch the pass. This guy's surprising people at camp. I think he's a great sneaky pick at the very last part of the draft. If you want to get a rookie running back that's going to get the ball thrown to him in a third down situation, White is your guy. Because Bernard, I don't think is there anymore, or if he is, he's not going to make the team. So, what's your what's your what's your what's your whole perspective on the Tampa Bay offense? And do you think White's worth the pick? Um, no, I don't think White is uh, worth the pick. I'm just, ah, you're killing me. I don't, I don't mess with the backups, man. I already told you. Like, I mean, that, uh, there, there's no reason to drop that. Fournette's going to get hurt. Fournette will be hurt. He doesn't stay healthy anymore. He gets that doesn't matter. And if that happens in week one then cool. Whoever had white was like super smart. If that doesn't happen until week four five, six, seven, it doesn't matter. Cause then you're just holding them on your bench instead of like making moves. And uh, so I, I need that. I need that spot to make moves. I, I'm not holding on to any rookie cool. running backs that were drafted in the third or fourth round. I Listen, unless you're doing dynasty or you're doing a keeper, there league go, or Rasta. Something, doing something like that. I mean, Kenny Pickett this year, this preseason actually has looked really good. And remember, he's older than the average rookie. He's like in his mid-20s. He's not like a 21-year-old kid. So do you think Pittsburgh will call his number this year to start if the season starts kind of slow? Or what do you think is going to happen to him? No. I mean, they they paid uh, Mitch Trubisky too much. I mean, you're not going to pay a guy that much just to pull him. I mean, he's a bridge quarterback. He got a bridge quarterback contract. And they'd be dumb to bring him in there like, I mean, Mike Tomlin's gone eight and eight with like Mason Rudolph and like Duck Hodges and like all those scrubs, you know? So like the only way that I think that Mitch Trubisky gets pulled is if he's throwing so many interceptions 
that he's losing the game. So Andy Reid hates relying on rookies, especially receivers. Like yeah. the last rookie receiver that he gave any playing time to was Terry Kill, in all seriousness. They drafted Sky Moore. Supposedly he's playing really well in camp, and Mahomes loves him as a target. Is it worth drafting him? Super late with like one of your last picks, but he's going to be one of those guys where, I mean, if he's going to be like fourth in their pecking order, you know, of like pass catchers, like I usually don't like getting down that far. So rookie, a hot rookie from Ohio state plays in new Orleans, Chris Olave, 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 super stud. I watched, you, you don't watch college. I watched him play at Ohio state. I mean, he was great. And, uh, you know, I like them better than Wilson, actually. But he, uh, he, you know, I love New Orleans. I love their offense. Um, I love, you know, Winston loves to throw deep. Do you think he's worth a, a, a late pick, too? Or He is. I believe so, because he might start as the number two, especially with all this stuff with Michael Thomas, how he's already nursing the hamstring injury, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's really about the opportunity. That That's, that's why I would draft some of these rookies is based on the opportunity, not necessarily their talent or where they were drafted as far as like wide receivers. So somebody else who's getting a lot of press, people are taking him in the draft as ADP goes up every week is James Cook, the running back in Buffalo. I mean, again, Singletary, I know is the number one. Cook supposedly is going to be the number two. Do you draft Cook? I'm not drafting him at all in any of my leagues. I mean, I, 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 no. I refuse, but. I, I'm not, not for any redraft leagues. I just don't see the point to it. Yeah. So. Let's talk waiver wire. People draft the players they want on their team, right? Mm-hmm. And then they watch some preseason and they see these all these rumors, like we talked about Robinson and Washington and Pickett or Pickett or you know Pickett or Pickens, any of these guys, and they end up dropping some of these guys that they drafted that they thought were going to have big seasons or surprise right. seasons. So I mean. You know, I I can have my I can have a a, a kid in kindergarten like do waiver wire thing shows because you, it's obvious who you should pick up in waiver wire. For me, it's always the hardest who to drop, and yeah. and that's the hardest part. I mean, we can all we can all like look at the stats and figure out like in depth charts like who to pick up. It doesn't take a genius. Say, it's always going to be those rookie running backs or rookie wide receivers who get dropped. So that's why you got to be scouring your uh, your waiver wire and paying attention to that. Because those are, I mean, I, it's usually rookie wide receivers that are the first to go for me, especially if they don't show like any flash in week one, which sucks, you know, but it is what it is. I'll drop them. I'll pick someone else up. So you, so you drop people during preseason, you drop people. You don't, you don't have any. Well, I. Well, a lot of them I don't really draft until um, like a lot of our drafts are starting next week. Yeah. So after all the preseason games are done. So unless there's injuries or something like that, I, I'm probably not doing too much uh, adding or dropping until, uh, you know, till week one. So we got a question from Anthony, a.k.a. Rasta. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fantasy Rasta. Fancy Rasta. Okay. I have a couple shares. If James Cook in best ball, but kind of fading in redraft. Uh, so here's something different. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? Well, because I have him in a couple best balls as well. I do and, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but for redraft, I don't think I want to have him anywhere. I mean, I'm just kind of avoiding him. I mean, I I I I agree. I think best ball. Why do you tell the audience what best ball is and how it works? 
So best ball is pretty much like a glorified, just a, a big draft league is what it is because you draft and you don't have to manage your team at all. Um, every single week, your top players get put in the starting lineup, no matter what. Um, so a lot of times people do these best ball drafts um, guys in addition, as opposed to mock drafts where it's just practice for fun and then nothing happens. A lot of these best ball leagues, you know, you throw five, 10, 20 bucks, low stakes, and uh, usually it's winner take all. So it's just fun if you end up winning one of these leagues at the end, you get some money. And there's no maintenance. You don't, you don't have to waiver. There's no waiver wire. There's no trading. There's, and and how, who decides who starts? How does that work? It's whoever scores highest on your team. So right. after all the games happen, it's like uh, as players score, they get put in your starting lineup. It doesn't matter. And then as players outscore those players, it subs the other players in. So yeah. highest scores always will be in the starting lineup. And there's a lot of places you can play. There's underdog, there's sleeper, there's Yahoo. They all have money leagues. You can, like, like you said, hustler, you put five, you put a dollar or $5, you put 20, whatever you want to gamble. But a lot of them are winner take all. A lot of them also have like, um, you get money every week for the highest points. Yeah. Um, it, it varies. But again, I, I recommend you doing some best balls just to get practice. Um, I've got a really big uh, best ball tournament that I've been doing. This is year two. We have 252 teams yeah. that are in it. And uh, it was a, a $22 buy-in and uh, first place is going to take home like 1500 bucks and or $33 buy-in. I believe I can't remember or something like that. So seems so long ago. It was only like two months ago that we were how doing. Do you, is there 10, is there 10 people to a league? How's it work? 12. 12. So, so, it's a, so we got 21 divisions of 12. Okay. And then half the teams make the playoffs. And then it's kind of like a battle Royale where the top 50% of scoring teams move on to, uh, to the second week of the playoffs. And then 33 teams move on to the final, final week uh, championship week. And then top 10 are in the money and prizes. And this is all on sleeper. I assume Mr. Sleeper. All on sleeper. And yep. what's the name of the league? So it's the, it's the hustler best ball tournament. So if you want to join, you go on, you download Sleeper. Well, you can't join anymore. We've already done all the drafting. Oh, you already filled I'm, it. Oh, I'm just pitching. I'm, about it then? I'm pitching this for now. I'm pitching this so you guys can see the recaps that happen on my channel. And uh, next year, uh, the goal is to double up again and to get to over 500 teams. That's great. How, how quick did you get all the players for your league? How long did it take you to fill up? So, I mean, I was kind of pitching it like two months in advance just because I didn't know how long it was going to take. But really, once I got serious, which was maybe like four weeks before the draft started, because the draft start right after July 4th. So the, I think it was July 5th, like the day after 4th of July, where we started drafting. And it's a slow draft. Most drafts lasted like a week or so. And it didn't take long. I mean, the first hundred spots filled up in like maybe like 72 hours once I was telling people about it. Okay, so you know you you do a lot of superflex leagues. I know oh, you're, yeah. Mr., you're Mr. Superflex. You do dynasty, you do keeper, you do. I think you even do redraft, but you do ninety percent of the time they're super draft, superflex. Superflex. Yep. Super I don't want super draft. <laughs> and uh, are there any players that you're drafting that you just don't, staying away from this year? I mean, who's on your do not draft list? Not because just because you think they're going too high. And you you just don't want them on your team because their value everybody's valuing these guys this high and you have them down here. 
Big uh, one is Michael Thomas. Um, I mean, I, I've really, really been out on him. And, um, you know, now him nursing the hamstring injury again, like just totally out on him. Kenny Galladay, completely out on him. Doesn't matter. It could be the last pick in the draft. I won't draft him. Same with Michael Thomas. And uh, so DeAndre Swift, um, I still can't get behind him at all. And then now because of hard knocks, I mean, if he has anything good that happens in hard knocks, it's going to bump up you know, his ADP. So I, I just don't like drafting him for where he goes. I agree. And we talked about it. I just don't like Detroit Lions. I mean, he had 40% of his fantasy points last year in, was in two games. Yeah. Two games was his 40% yeah. of, his, of his fantasy points was swift. So a lot of those weeks went by, he didn't do anything. And right. so if you're an owner, you're looking at him, you're saying, am I starting you this week or do I start or I start somebody else because when he was hurt for a lot of those. So, I mean, that there was only a couple games where I think you had to decide if you were going to play him or not. Uh, he was, uh, he was on that pup list for a while and then they took him off and or not the pup list, but the, the IR. So I I'm staying away. Any new England running back. I stay away from this year. Belichick just screwed me so many times with his selections of running backs. It's not even worth drafting him. I mean, it's, it, there's no, there's no, I just stay away. Uh, I'm probably not going to draft any jets. I'm going to stay away from anybody on, on the jets team, the giants team, the same thing. I probably won't draft any giants either. I mean, there's teams that I just, I feel are just so bad. I'm just going to stay away. Atlanta is bad, but I do like pits. And I, I do think London's going to have an okay year, especially if you can grab them kind of low in the draft. Yeah. But, I mean, there's just certain teams that I just, I, I just stay away from. I mean, I, I just, cause their fantasy value guys are, are not that great. I don't like Barkley at all with the giants. I just think he's, he's a guy that's ready to get hurt again. And, and, and when he was, when he was healthy, he was horrible. He was like averaging 50 something yards a game. He stunk. I mean, so, so they're all good. There are guys that in the past have screwed me. And then I got, then I got screw me again. I mean, these guys, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is a great example. I drafted him first one year, and what happened? He like broke his leg out for the year. So when they when they screw me once, I'm done with these guys. I mean, I don't know what drool, your rule is, but I mean, when these guys like Stephen Jackson back in the day with the Rams, I drafted him like in the first round. What did he do? He went down and got hurt. He was out the whole year, the first game of the season. And so I mean, again, just another Ross rule. If they get hurt the year before and they're in the high draft pick. I'd never pick you again. That's my rule. What are your thoughts? Well, see, I guess you have to be on these guys early um, versus uh, cause like Christian McCaffrey, like it was like his third year where he was, uh, I, I believe where he had the crazy third year breakout. He had and, the uh, best year ever in fantasy, fantasy yeah. football. If any player, the best. Yeah. But if you're good at drafting, you, that wasn't the first year that you had him. I had him as a rookie. I had him when he was a sophomore. I had him before he did that. So, like, all these people are like, oh, Christian McCaffrey, like, screwed me so much. <laughs> you know, like, you're only injured until you aren't. And, like, if you're a good manager, you can overcome the injury anyways. But this is why I mostly draft uh, wide receivers higher than running backs because, uh, you know, just running backs by design get hurt. They all do. All of them. Yeah. Literally all of them. I mean, another talk about running backs. I feel the running backs between the fifth and eighth round are just like half the time they're just useless. You know what I mean? I just feel Sometimes. they're like just out there. They may score a touchdown here or there, but they're just not 
consistent. You know, they're just guys you end up waving. They don't, you know, these running backs you draft late are just guys. That's the problem. I mean, if you wait on running backs, you're going I mean, to get James Conner wasn't one of those guys last year. Leonard Fournette wasn't. So, I mean, you just have to find the couple diamonds. That's, like, that's why people are watching us right now. They want us to help them with the diamonds. And hopefully, I think one of the rookies that we talked about today is going to be one of those diamonds. Uh, I, I feel one of those guys, really, either Pierce or I think Robinson, one of those guys are going to pop. Yeah. Um, I don't know who. That's why you got to kind of like spread the wealth and draft these guys in different leagues and just have them as a safety net. Don't start them. Don't have them as your starter. But to have a to make your like running back three or four as one of these rookies is not a bad move. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, it's it's a long season. And again, I uh, we're, we're going to see some starters. We're going to see some starters, not Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to play. Um, but we are going to see some starters in the next couple of preseason games. And I think the first game is when September tenth, eleventh, eighth. I believe it's. I believe the Thursday game is September eighth. Rams. The Rams are playing. Is that correct? Is the Rams? Uh, yeah. Buffalo? Is that the Rams and the, the Rams uh, and Buffalo? Rams and the Bills. Be watching that for sure. We'll give our predictions and stuff on that game. It's always a fun game to have fancy players in the first game of the year. Oh yeah. Um, and another Ross's rule. I'll tell you guys now. Then we'll leave. Is if you have a player that's playing Monday night, I always start that player, Rustler. I don't know about you, but I love having that hope on Monday night that maybe if I'm behind, I have that hope that maybe that player will get me enough points to win the win the week. What do you think about that? More often than not, I'm usually doing that too. It just makes it more fun as well. Yeah. You know, just extra stakes on the line. And especially like if the guy only needs like, you know, a couple points, it just makes it that much easier. You know, you're not stressing or anything. Not sure. I mean, if you have the kicker, let's. I know you hate kickers, but I'm saying, oh yeah. If you, the, if you have the kicker and you just need like two points, it's a great feeling going to Monday night. You know, yeah, yeah um, it's not a good feeling if that kicker only gets you one <laughs> point or something stupid like that. Well, they go that's for why, two. Each time. They go for two each time. You know, yeah. You know. That's why if you have a kicker on Monday night, you're playing in the wrong league. Get out of that <laughs> league. Just get out of it. Well, that's our show for this week. Next week we'll hit some big, big topics. We talked about rookies this week. I think we, we, I think our hopefully our audience will take our recommendations. We'll see what they say. I'm Ross, the boss. This is the hustler, Alex Marino. We love talking fantasy football with you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. We're out. Peace.